For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now it's time to talk about taxes. The Republican leadership in Congress wants to pass a tax bill before Thanksgiving. That's in just a couple of weeks. The heart and soul of the bill in the House right now is a cut in the corporate tax rate from 35% to 20%. If it passes, it'll be the first and best legislative victory for Donald Trump since he won the election. Republicans will be able to run in 2018 and in 2020 everywhere, claiming they succeeded at cutting taxes for the middle class. For the latest on the tax bill, we turn to George Zornick. He's Washington editor of The Nation, and we reached him today in our nation's capital. George, welcome back. Hi, John. Thanks for having me back. Well, of course, there's a lot in this bill. Is it correct to say that the heart and soul of it is the corporate tax cut? Uh, that's certainly a big part of it. I, I think if you're looking at the big pieces, you say it's, it's the corporate rate reduction, as you mentioned, from 35 down to 20. It is the elimination of the estate tax, which matters to a very, very, very small percentage, less than 1% of American families, but it matters a lot to them. Um, and of course, they are, are very prolific in, in funding the Republican Party. And, and then you have, you know, as a third major kind of area, it, it goes hand in hand with the corporate tax cut, um, but it's, it's the way that pass-through income is treated. And that, that sounds unfamiliar to most people, I would imagine. But basically, it just says, you know, if you have an LLC or an S Corp or, or anything, um, any vehicle like that, um, right now you pay taxes basically based on or close to what the individual rights would be. So if you make a ton of money, you're, you're paying probably around 39% on the business income that goes through that, that pass-through entity, that LLC or what have you. And what this bill would do is cap that at 25%. So in a sense, that also is, is a corporate tax cut. It's, it's a pretty big one. And it, what the concern is that it would allow not only corporations, but a lot of wealthy individuals to use it to, to lower their taxes, even lower than what the GOP is claiming that they're going after. So for example, if you were uh, start John LLC and, and just ask your various employers to write a check to that, you could cap your income at tax rate at, at, at 25%. So is this the news you can use segment of the nation podcast here? <laughs> well, you know, it would really only work if you're very wealthy. Okay. So uh, 86, 86% of pass-through corporations right now pay 25% or less. So you say, well, what's the point of capping it? Well, it's for that 14% that are above that. I'm, I'm guessing you're probably not in that. I don't know many people who are. It's for the very wealthy individuals. 
Now, House Speaker Paul Ryan, Republican of Wisconsin, told reporters on Thursday that, quote, the entire purpose of this tax bill is to cut middle class taxes, close quote, the entire purpose. I wonder if you can shed any light on this. Well, one, it's, it's plainly the, the real purpose is a massive upward transfer of wealth that will mainly benefit the, the corporations and wealthy individuals who will who do bankroll the GOP. I mean, they and you can look at any study that's out there from um, nonpartisan groups, tax policy center. I expect we'll see the CBO. Um, they all are, are unanimous in the fact that this is mainly benefits the very wealthy. And Republicans have, have been frankly honest about this in the, in the past few days. There was um, a quote this week from Chris Collins, who a Republican in the House from Western New York. He's the first guy to back Trump. And he said, quite frankly, that his donors have told him, if, if you don't pass this, don't bother calling me again. Wow. So he, he, he kind of uh, gave up the game there that it's not, you know, he's not hearing from the farmers in, in New York's 23rd district or whatever it is. Hey, I, I really need you to pass this bill. He, he's hearing from the people who bankroll his campaigns and the campaigns of other Republicans that, that this needs to get done. Yeah, I brought in some of the statistics that have been online uh, recently. You mentioned the Nonpartisan Tax Policy Center. They uh, found that the richest 1% of Americans would reap 48% of the benefits if the current House bill passes. And the New York Times reported this week, quote, nearly half of all middle-class families would pay more in taxes in 2026 than they would under current rules if the proposed House bill became law. There's a couple of reasons uh, for that, uh, some which have quite a bit of political uh, significance in the upcoming 2018 elections, and that has to do with the elimination of the exemption for state and local taxes, which would hit the blue states, especially California, especially hard. And we record our show in California, and in California we have seven Republican House incumbents running in districts that Hillary carried last year. Their opponents would love to be able to say, Daryl Issa voted to raise your taxes. What's going to happen with this provision, do you think? Yeah, that's very interesting. And it's funny that you, you mentioned Issa because he has come out and said uh, just this week that he is unsure that he can support this bill. I mean, what it's really about is that the, the Republicans want these massive corporate and individual tax cuts, and they need to find a way to at least motion to paying for it. I mean, they, they haven't actually made this um, deficit neutral, but they have scraped around for revenue so that it's not just a, a nuclear bomb to the, to the deficit when you eliminate all this revenue from wealthy earners and, and corporations. So they've hit on what are going to be unpopular fixes like state and local tax deduction and things like you know, they've eliminated deduction for, for interest on student loans. They've eliminated write-offs for people who have big medical bills. So, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned that Paul Ryan quote where he says, oh, this is all about cutting taxes for the middle class. Well, sure, technically, I mean, we'll put aside the fact that it's, it's much benefits the wealthy to a much greater extent. You know, put aside the fact that, that middle class rates per se will go down. But it doesn't mean that that middle class people will end up paying less in taxes, specifically because some of these breaks that they use, the state and local taxes and the student loan and, and medical expense and mortgage, you know, things like that, that's actually going to make their taxes go up at the end of the day. And, and there was a study that's 
came out from the Joint Committee on Taxation that's really caused heartburn for Republicans in Washington this week because it said that 20% of Americans will actually pay higher taxes by, by 2027 under this plan. Um, and, and it's not all wealthy people. In fact, it's, it's concentrated pretty heavily in the middle class. Yeah, I want to underline what you said about eliminating the deduction for medical expenses. Nearly 9 million taxpayers, I've read, collectively deducted about $84 billion in medical expenses from their taxes in 2015. The House bill would eliminate that deduction. There's a lot of voters in that group. I imagine the Republicans, some Republicans anyway, are worried about the political implications of that. You know, you would think so, but it didn't stop them from from really trying hard to push through um, an Obamacare repeal bill that would that would make it um, very directly difficult for a lot of their constituents to get affordable health care. So, I guess in that sense, they're kind of marching along, and and that is something that I think Democrats are a little bit worried about because you know, with the Obamacare debate, which Democrats were ultimately successful in, there was a very clear and immediate cost to constituents where you would say, you know, if this bill passes, this many million people will lose their health care. And if, if you meet these conditions, you may be one of them. Um, this tax bill is 500 pages long. It's incredibly complex. And it's clear that the strategy Republicans have is to just come out and say these outlandish lies like, oh, no, it, it doesn't really benefit the wealthy. Oh, the, the middle class will get a $4,000 a year tax cut. That's something that Sarah Huckabee Sanders had been saying, although she seems to have abandoned it. And all it meant was this this kind of junk study that said if you cut the corporate tax rate, that it'll amount to a $4,000 a year savings for middle-class families, which is just ridiculous on its face. So, they're, But they're going to make a lot of very um, appealing and, and wrong claims about this tax bill and hope that by the time that everybody figures it out, we're years down the road and they can kind of escape punishment for it. So we've been talking about the House. Then there's the Senate. If this bill gets out of the House, several Republican senators have said they would have a problem voting for any tax bill that significantly increased the deficit. The House bill that we are now looking at is projected to add $1.5 trillion to the deficit uh, over the next 10 years. What do you think is going to happen uh, when the House bill gets to the Senate? Yeah, well, let me just first say, I, I don't think we should assume that that's going to happen yet. If, okay. if, if mirrors health care, you know, the, I mean, right now they say they want to pass it before Thanksgiving. There's something like, as of this recording, nine working days in Congress before oh. Thanksgiving. I, I do not see that happening. But assuming at some point something comes out of the House, yeah, you're exactly right. There are senators who said um, they will oppose it if it adds to the deficit. And some have been surprising. I mean, I think at first people were looking to the same figures who played a big role in the healthcare debate. So this Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, but um, what really kind of shook Republicans up this week was when James Langford of Oklahoma, um, kind of a no-name guy who, who got to the Senate after coming out of the Tea Party wave in the House back in, in 2010, um, actually came out and said, yeah, I can't support this if, if it does increase the deficit. And he's a rare case of um, a Tea Partier who just maybe isn't completely full of baloney, which has really been the funniest thing to watch in the House, darkly humorous anyway. Of all these these hardcore conservatives, a lot of them who came out of the Tea Party wave, who of course were, you know, banging their fists on the table about the 
the debt and the deficit and Obama's bankrupting the country. And many of them have turned around in the House and said, yeah, I'm not concerned about the deficit when it comes to tax cuts. Mark Meadows, the head of the, the far right caucus in the House, said that just this week. But Langford actually seems, at least now, unless he, he you know, backtracks, to be actually consistent with the position he, he ran on in 2010 and just saying, you know, I, I can't back this. And he's a hard right guy. I mean, a senator from Oklahoma, he, he is about as conservative as they come. But if he holds the line on this, it, it's going to make it very difficult um, for them to pass it, given that there's already resistance from a lot of other senators, Bob Corker being one. Um, you know, they have, they have no margin. So the question then will just become, can they pick off Democrats in red states who who will back this up and kind of bail them out and, and cancel out some of these Republican no votes? Well, let's talk about the Democrats for a minute. This bill was put together without any input from Democrats. Uh, when Reagan rewrote the tax code a generation ago, Democrats were part of the process. How unified are Democrats in opposing this bill? You know, uh, in, in one sense, they are are extremely unified and and but if you look deeper and and i have a story coming out this week at the nation about this they actually have some pretty significant splits on it so on on the gop tax bill as written as a whole package you're going to see close to if not total democratic opposition and the budget votes in the house obviously they haven't put the tax bill on the floor yet but in the house when they put the budget resolutions which were seen as a stand-in that paved the way for the tax bill you had 100% Democrat no votes. You know, there's a couple people in the Senate, like Heidi Heitkamp and, and Joe Manchin, that the White House is going after. Ultimately, I'm skeptical that, that they will vote yes on the Republican plan. But what I think a lot of progressives in Congress are worried about, and this is, I've been speaking with them, and this is what the story will be about, they have concerns that a lot of the party is actually okay with a corporate tax cut. And this is not something that they whisper in secret in the halls of Congress. I mean, they have come out and said this. Chuck Schumer said it uh, just within the past month that he found it strange that Trump didn't come to them with a corporate tax rate reduction and some things that would be nice for Democrats because he thought it would pass and that the party would get behind it. And he's probably right. I mean, even going back to the late stages of the Obama administration, when he put out his budget, the last couple of them included a proposal for a corporate tax rate cut. And his was, of course, structured a little differently. He made it deficit neutral by saying, we'll, we'll lower the rate, um, but we will eliminate these loopholes, which will balance out the revenue. But philosophically, Democrats or, or a lot of Democrats are not necessarily opposed to cutting corporate taxes because it's, it's, again, it's about the donors and, and corporations fund, you know, big chunks of the Democratic Party as well. George Zornick, read him at thenation.com. George, thanks so much for talking with us today. Thank you, John. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.